Welcome to the Smart City Podcast, the technology program that looks at how buildings, communities, and cities are becoming smarter, more efficient, and more connected. We look at everything from the big ideas to drilling down to individual projects and innovative ideas that impact your day-to-day life. The Smart City Podcast is brought to you by Locomobile World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless, and secure solutions. Welcome to episode 38, recorded on April 7th, 2022. Our guest this time is Jonas Stern of a company called Happy. What if you could get all the benefits of certain medications without ever having to ingest anything? Wait until you hear about this new kind of tech that has the potential to revolutionize so many things and make life better for so many people. We'll get to Yona after Grant does his news. All right, Grant, here's your chance to shine. What have you found in the bobbles of the internet? Well, I don't know if it's a shine. I'm just reporting news. Um, well, I think um, given um, our guests we're going to have on today, I have some great news to talk about uh, and uh, kind of into the same area, but not as extensive as what Yona's going to tell us about today, hopefully. But um, some interesting stuff. Um, we have all these algorithms, as you know, we call it uh, B2C and uh, machine vision, um, computer vision. Well, you may know it. Do you know um, an algorithm called speech-to-face? Speech-to-face, no. Well, okay, so this is a new algorithm that they're, they're calling speech-to-face. And, and what this means is they've created an algorithm, a team of, of scientists have created an algorithm that just by you talking, they can design and, and recreate your face. Oh. So they can recover the true identity of a person from their voice. Interesting. And they can create an exact image of your face. Now, I get, so that okay. they would they would use artificial intelligence to go into oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the frequencies that your voice creates, and they can determine you know your jaw, your nose, your forehead yep. size, your Not throat. Oh, you. Okay, uh, all right. Now, now, okay, I'm skeptical. Okay, I'm skeptical a bit. Okay, but that's fine. Um, because I think to capture visual features related to, I think it's more important that the model be able to say, you know what, this person is 70 years old, it's a male, mm-hmm. um, more than the whole face, because I guess they're going to talk about uh, privacy issues. But um, but voice face, voice-to-face correlations, man, we're really going somewhere, because you can do a lot of cool things with that. Um, you sure think could. Of, think, think of the protection of people um, the security of people is so important to all of us. And if you could do that without knowing who I was, and I mean that really, um, I don't want to share to you, it's Grant Furling at my address. But I want to share to you that my voice and the algorithms on my voice is an ID number that has been transformed into an ID. Okay, I think it's really cool. I get the other stuff, going to make these cool faces and all these big stars are going to do this stuff. I get all that. But think of police officers and detectives and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's pretty cool. This could be super yeah, useful I, I, if, if put in the wrong hands and very dangerous and if it's in the wrong hands. So in the right course, hands. That's yeah, always yeah. seems to be that way these days. Okay. Uh, what else you got? Okay. Well, we, we talk about infrastructure because that is kind of um, our um, 
our future. We talk about infrastructure every day at Locomobile World and our podcast, The Designer, on that. But what if I told you that the infrastructure we're even designing now probably won't work? The ecosystem. Why? Um, because it's multimodal. And, then, and, and multimodal, as you know, is you and I adjust things we're given, right? We determine the infrastructure by making changes as we go along doing things. You know, it's cold out. I'm going to put on a jacket. I'm going fast. I'm going to take my foot off the thing. Um, everything we do is inter, is multimodal. But what is intermodal? Well, intermodal is very different. It's things get done automatically for you. So you don't do anything. You don't even make the, the, the solution. You don't make the end result. It's all done automatically. And therefore, and you know, that's because we have autonomous and connected and electric and shared and all that stuff. But truly think of it. All these things will have to happen automatically to be really efficient. Um, when I'm driving down the street, it should automatically say, you're just curved off the road. You're going to the right. Why? It's jammed. You're going in here. And, and by the way, next pop-up in front of your head is, it's so bad, here's a, some scooters here. Oh, and it's three in the afternoon? Guess what? There's no scooters here. Um, the efficiency here, traffic lights. It's not It's not. they're going to change every three hours. It's They're changed. You're going to the right. You're going to the left. You're going faster. And you'll have intermodal flights. You know, um, you literally can't even go there during certain times. And everyone will be, the problem is, of course, I mean, it's so different than, as you know, we talked about in other news where they now have designed uh, transportation infrastructure where you drive over certain areas, your car is charged automatically. Right. Okay, so that's intermodal. Okay. You didn't go there and look and, and pull over and plug in anything. You just drove by and your car is charged. Mm-hmm. That's intermodal. Okay. And the problem is our infrastructure is not built for that. So when they're designing all these systems along the roads and highways, that's multimodal. That's not intermodal. So in breaststrokes, essentially, they're going to have to change the infrastructure, the pop-up signs, the the infrastructure on the roads. They're just saying, oh, I'm going to build bigger highways with signs and all that. But quite frankly, um, it's almost like shape-shifting. It's like, instead of having bus shelters, we'll have sidewalk hubs. <laughs> mm. Okay? For pedestrians connecting to dock scooters and bikes and ride shares. And there'll be hubs, you know? And, and we know that's going to happen. Um, instead of parking lots, as I told you many times before, these will be transportation hubs that do a bunch of things. When you pull in, there's hubs. And they say, what do you want to do? And, you know, your car goes right if you want to rent scooters. goes left if you want to go to the airport, and, and all these things have to be designed into the system, not just, I got this technology, and I'm going to, you can pull it up and do shit, What's, um, do stuff, um, pardon the language. And so um, th- this is something we haven't done. Okay, so we have to transform the infrastructure to be able to adapt to all these autonomous things, even at the point of, think of it. I drive into a parking garage that we'll call is going to be a hub now. It's longer a parking garage. You're not going to drive your car. It's going to take you up on the top floor. What's going to be on the top floor? Probably drones that fly you around. And so that top of that mystery has to be designed for that. 
And we're not doing that. What we're doing is we're saying right now, we're doing all these applications that drive, that we choose where we want to drive. Oh, no, actually, we have to. It's, it's, it's manual. And I think what's going to happen is as you go to intermodal, all these things are going to just link up. Your life will link up. Okay, so it'll shape shift as you move along every day. So that's what I'm calling. Uh, uh, and that's what they're talking about. How do you design that infrastructure? All right. One more story. Okay. Now we'll go back to just normal stuff. And this is just a local story that you probably haven't written about. And it's interesting because I think it'll have no effect. But let's talk about it because we're all about infrastructure and people and so on. And, and in this case here, Ken is going to ban foreign purchases of homes in Mississauga, Hamilton, and the rest of the country for two right. years. Oh, ban them uh, outright. Ban. You cannot buy a place if you're a foreigner unless it's your place of residence. Okay. Okay. And, and so, therefore, uh, why, Alan? They're saying that's going to happen. Well, I want to I want to mention one thing, by the way. Uh, while we're talking, I'm getting the happy mood enhancing wearables flashing as ads through Google Ads. And this is the person we're having on today. So I guess because I logged in and talked to them um, in the last months and so, it's already flashing. So here we go. We're just talking about inner interaction and so on. But back to this. So, so for example, what's going to happen now is I believe, I believe this is just going to be another tax. Okay. So you get caught doing this and you're going to get a 20, 30% tax. Who cares? They're offshoring money. Um, now, what they're going to do is also say, we're going to have a free program of up to $40,000 under 40 to purchase your first home. Now, get this. Why it's under 40? I have no idea. You tell me anyone over 40 doesn't have the ability to do this. Uh, you have to be young to do it. But it's just the, the things they announce, they have no effect on infrastructure. They have no effect on how they're going to move people in and out. It just sounds like they get up in the morning and come up with a political idea. So, Alan? I can't purchase a house foreignly, okay, for two years now. But all I got to do is call my buddy, my agent to register for me. So what? Big deal. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, doesn't do a thing. So number two, though, and if you're young, you get help. If you're old, stick it up your ear. So what kind of infrastructure are we going to see at the end of this? It's really interesting um, to, to do that. You know, banning people and doing things does not, it's not a solution to a problem. It's just a, another symptom you're doing. So that's how I'll leave it today that people to think about. Jonas Stern is a serial tech entrepreneur whose career goes back to the 90s. He's now in the wellness business with a company called HapBee. That's H-A-P-B-E-E. Listen to this. Some pretty wild tech here. Jonas spoke to us from Montreal. All right, Jonas, you uh, have had quite a journey. So let's... Uh... Let's go through everything that you've done up until this point. You were born, you're here, and what happened in between? Yeah, that's uh, that's a long story. Um, uh, you know, I I, uh, I went through the early stages of my life thinking I would be a creative, and um, the the good news is uh, I passed that on to my children. So I, I have five amazing children and an awesome wife. So they're all creative. So. Uh, I'm living. Um, I'm I'm living through them. Um, I ended up um, following a career, uh, really, ultimately doing a lot of disruptive technology. Um, started 
the direct to consumer businesses for Avon in Canada and the United States. Um, started database marketing for um, a large retail chain, Saks Fifth Avenue, when I was living in New York, um, and started their e-com business. Moved back to Canada uh, in the just at the turn of the century. It sounds so weird to say it. Um, met this really cool Montreal-based entrepreneur named Charles Sirwa, who had this idea to create a different kind of wireless company. So we started something called Microcell. I was the founding chief marketing officer of Fido. So if you love the dogs or hate the dogs, um, that was me um, and my crew. Um, you know, but we did a lot of really um, disruptive things, things that people didn't think you could do in wireless or in telecom. No, no contracts per second billing, rollover minutes. We were the first guys in the world to do that. So uh, that was that was born here in Canada. And then um, following that, um, I basically spent the last 20 odd years as a tech entrepreneur, um, started and run, ran uh, five technology companies. Um, probably the most notable here in Canada was a, an e-commerce startup called Beyond the Rack. Uh, started that uh, and raised a, a bunch of venture money and grew it up to about $150 million in revenue and about 15 million customers. Um, and, um, after that, uh, worked with a crew out of Chicago for the last four years, um, also in a, in a, in an evolving sector. And that's how Grant and I got to know each other, uh, worked with a company called Arrive, which was doing, uh, a marketplace for mobility services. That basically means an app for parking. And we decided to take that business from being a B2C thing, basically consumers downloading an app and finding and paying for a parking spot, to being an embedded service. Um, so we basically built it into car companies, into, into people's cars, into navigation systems, and turned it into an enterprise play. And um, that was a great ride. I learned a lot. And uh, we ended up selling that company uh, last year at the end of tail ends of you know, I guess COVID version three. Um, and I was kind of thinking about what's next and I really wasn't sure, uh, what was next for me. And then somebody said, well, you've done wireless, you did e-commerce, um, you did mobility services. The next frontier is digital health. And I was like, I don't know anything about that. And they said to me, wearables is $130 billion. Um, the wellness industry is, you know, $1.5 trillion. There's technology out there that you're not going to believe is real. But then again, who believed that you could do a phone call wirelessly seeing someone's face, you know, 10 years ago, that was Star Trek, right? Can I, can I just stop you right there? Yeah. Because today, as we tape this, this is April the 7th. It was on this day, exactly in 1927, that the first video call was made. Well, there you go. There was a one-way call. Herbert Hoover did it when he was like a secretary of uh, the interior or something or commerce. Jeez. One-way call, but that was on this day, 1927. Sorry, I just had to throw that in. No, I think uh, I would just rambled on for the next half hour. So it's a good thing you interrupted me. But they introduced me to this weird technology um, that basically allows you to digitally impart a feeling 
or the effect of things you might otherwise put in your body. Um, and I was like, wait a second, that sounds like uh, what McCoy did on Star Trek uh, with his medical tricorder. Like you, could, you could beam signals into the body. Like that doesn't sound real. And then they sent me one and it worked. I slept for the first time in four years. And I was, I went from highly skeptical. I'm not an early adopter of wellness technology, but I'm, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. And it worked for me. And that led me on a, a kind of on a journey of discovery. And I was blown away by what I discovered um, and what was possible and kind of led me to what I'm doing right now, which is the CEO of this amazing company called Happy. Happy? Happy. H-A-P-B-E-E. We're publicly traded on the Vancouver Stock Exchange. Um, proudly Canadian um, with leveraging technology that was originally developed by the U.S. Navy for the purposes of, oddly enough, playing battleship, which is the, what the Navy loves to do. So the funny thing about the Navy is they need to know where ships are at all points, right? So they put these weird little listening devices in, in the oceans. And at any given time, they're measuring the magnetic frequency of these ships. That's how the Navy knows where boats are at all points, you know, where, you know, shipping, uh, fishing boats are and shipping boats and sailboats and, of course, nuclear submarines, which is kind of important. So they've got a map at all times. And the technology that they use to do that uh, is something called a magnetometer. And the Navy uses something called a squib magnetometer, something I knew nothing about a year ago, um, which is basically a listening device that is tuned to listen for magnetic frequencies. And I don't know why, I can't tell you why, but, you know, somewhere in a lab sponsored by the U.S. military in the south of France about 15 years ago, there were a bunch of scientists who had these squib magnetometers and they said, I wonder if we could reprogram these things to listen for things that are really, really tiny instead of things that are really, really big, <laughs> like boats. And the things that they wanted to listen to, again, don't ask me why, was the magnetic resonance that um, uh, molecules create. It's kind of similar to, Alan, and, and, and it's kind of similar to what me and Barney were working on uh, measuring the heart. So we're, we're working on right now measuring heartbeats and frequencies and nothing to do with locomotive. But um, he's taking a step of doing a different type of measurement for health. Remember, my measuring for heart was security because every heart frequency is different for the military. But his is for health, which is much more important as far as I'm concerned and um, takes you to a whole new world, the ability to do what he's doing, um, Alan. So... Okay, wait, a couple of things. First of all, let's go back. You said that for the first time in four years, four years you slept. What, what did yeah. you mean by that? So I'll, I'll finish the story and it'll, we'll, we'll come to the end, which is a good question. So you got these guys in a lab and they're listening to all these molecules and big deal, who cares, right? But big deal, who cares? Somebody in the lab said, mm, you know what's really interesting? The signal or the wave pattern that each one of these molecules, every time we introduce a different molecule, it, it's registering a different wave pattern. Think of it like a MP3, right? Or a heartbeat. It's a wave pattern. And they started recording them. And they had this library of 
of of signals. Okay, and so um, I think it's guess it's like the 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 I guess the first guy who tried an egg. I, I don't know who that guy was, but thank you. Uh, going back into the annals of history because eggs are delicious, but I wouldn't have been the first guy to crack one open and try to eat it. This guy decided, well, I have a theory. And my theory is, and Einstein said this back in the 20s, the body, human body, or any, forget the human body, but any organic system operates not on chemicals. It's the byproduct of chemicals. It, it, they operate on magnetic signals. Everything in our system, our brains, our central nervous system, it's just a bunch of signals that are passing through the, the, the body. And he wondered if the reason that all of these compounds were, it, were, were creating magnetic signals was to actually signal the body, to signal bioreceptors in the body. And so this is an absolutely true story. He recorded the signal of Bacardi Rum 51. <laughs> okay. And then, here's the weirder part. He built himself a little Faraday cage. Um, this is going back to grade nine chemistry. He put it on his head, and he played back the signal of Bacardi Rum just to see what would happen. Now, this is a, you know, this is one of those aha moments in science. And he said that he felt drunk. Wait, okay. So he records these this magnetic resonance image of the Bacardi 51. That's right. Puts a Faraday cage on his head. Yep, and then he How, says, I feel drunk. Sends the signal yeah, wait, to his brain. But, but, but okay, that's my question. How did he broadcast the signal to his brain? So what the Faraday cage did, okay, he, he, he spent like months in a lab building this thing. His, his, his theory was that what he needed to do was to broadcast a, a low resonance, a low energy magnetic wave that would stimulate the bioreceptors in the cells. Because this is a long-standing knowledge that, that, there, that this is a mechanism that works in the body. We already know, I mean, we, we've known for decades that when you drink a cup of coffee, smoke a cigarette, take an Adderall, uh, take a melatonin capsule. What actually is happening is your body metabolizes those substances. It just so happens that the way you need to do that is ingested into your system, right? Once when you're metabolizing that substance, the compounds, the molecules resonate and they trigger bioreceptors in your body. That's how CBD works. THC works, nicotine, theobromine, all this stuff you put in your body, that's the mechanism. The, the problem is you got to put all that crap in your body. Look, I love a glass of bourbon. I uh, love a glass or two or three of red wine. But the reality is, and I recognize this, every time I ingest alcohol, I'm, you know, my liver is basically turning alcohol into formaldehyde. And you hurt your brain too. Right. There's a reason, Alan, that you feel nauseous and you have a hangover. That's not because of the it's that's not because of the med, that's not because of the buzz. That's because of the crap you put in your body. It's the alcohol. It's the carrier. Right. It's not the nicotine that's giving you lung cancer. 
it's the it's the tar and the, the chemicals. It's the chemicals. Right. It's yeah. it's the carrier. And so his theory was that if you could just get the magnetic resonance and bypass all the putting all the garbage in your body, then wow, wouldn't that be uh that wouldn't that be a breakthrough for society? And so he tested that, and then he tested another thing, which is even more astounding. Um, he took a bunch of pea shoots, he put them in a hermetically sealed uh, container, um, and they were non-pollinated pea shoots. And then he registered, he went and he, he uh, recorded the signal, the magnetic signal for pollen. And he played it for 72 hours in a hermetically sealed chamber. And guess what happened? The pea <laughs> shoot sprouted. And he said, yeah, well, that was Homer Simpson. That was his Homer Simpson dough moment. He goes, holy <laughs> crap, this works. And then they spent the next 15 years doing clinical trials for things like glioblastoma, which is an inoperable form of brain cancer. Look, my son, personal story, my son, when he was five years old, had had, had um, uh, uh, leukemia and went through three and a half years of, of, of treatment. I firsthand witnessed what chemotherapy does to the human body. As a famous um, oncologist here in Montreal once told me, Yona, we'll, we'll look back at the way we treated children with, with cancers. 50 years from now when we've got real therapies and we'll say, wait a second. So we had sick children who had cancer and we gave them poison. That's, that was the, that was now it works. It works. It's the best thing we have. We have protocols where you've got like 85, 90% survival rates, basically giving, giving children with childhood leukemia poison. That's what chemo is. It poisons the blood. So you get a reset. But it's poison and the secondary side effects. So imagine you've got a, a cancer that's hidden behind the ocular nerve that's inoperable, that's a brain tumor. What if you could avoid injecting poison into the brain and just go straight there with magnetic signals, right, that just shrink the tumor? And the, so they started doing all this kind of work with that and opioids and all kinds of stuff. And it's a long, long process to get something like this approved as a medical device through the FDA, okay? I can imagine because, well, what is the efficacy? No, 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 we're not going there yet, right? We're talking about one aspect of this. We're talking about your aspect, which works, right. but there's a lot of aspects you're talking about that are not functional yet. Exactly. Okay. And All so- right. wait, 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 again. <laughs> yeah. I, sorry. I, I, as, as somebody who strives for a good night's sleep, I'm waiting for the story about how this- He's Dr. coming. McCoy He's dev- going you there. Okay. We're so not. close, Alan. We I'm, are. Alan, Alan, Alan. I haven't slept for thirty years. So I'm I listening know. too. Which is why I keep cutting off Grant. So, <laughs> tell me what's going on. Well, if the if if my device doesn't work, certainly my story will put you to sleep. So, <laughs> so we're that's good. We're recording it. <laughs> yeah. So two years two years ago, these guys decided while we're working on all of this funky medicine stuff why don't we take this technology and see whether or not we can't commercialize it as a wellness product? There are a lot of health aids, um, 
therapeutic products out there to help people with everything from sleep, focus, mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are self-medicating, right? And and choosing, you know, the popularity now of recreational marijuana, CBD. I mean, I don't have to talk to you about alcohol and cigarettes, um, but clearly all of these things have neg- negative side effects. So what they, what, what this company did, and I joined it about a year ago, is we created a bunch of blends, a bunch of signals specifically aimed at emulating the magnetic resonance of substances you might otherwise put in your body. So you can choose with happy, a morning cup of coffee. You can choose an evening relaxation blend. You can choose an evening lullaby, which happens to have adenosine. Adenosine is basically what's in SleepX, right? I mean, that's when you take a sleeping pill, it's an adenosine, it's adenosine, which is, which, which blocks your dopamine receptors in, in your brain and makes you yawn and sleepy. What I used when they first sent it to me was a melatonin signal. We happen to call it deep sleep. So I, I took this device. Wearing it. You know, wearing it right on. Yeah. I well, set it on deep sleep. I oh, put it I- under my pillow. And for the first time in four years, Alan, and I'm, there's the only reason I'm, I'm CEO of this company is because I had this experience. I put it under my pillow. And for the first time in four years, I wasn't up at 3.30 in the morning. I slept till seven in the morning. And so what I did, my next step was, I wonder if this was suggestive or or placebo. So I called a buddy of mine who was head of psychiatric services for the state of Illinois. And I said, okay, what's this all about? (laughs) Why did I just sleep last night? And he said, look, we've been trying to figure this out for years. If you're telling me you've got technology that actually can emulate the magnetic signal and deliver it to the bioreceptors in the central nervous system in the brain, um, that's a game changer, dude. Um, how can I invest? And now, so that's that's what led me. A good night's sleep is what led me to this company. Now, this is uh, an audio podcast. They can't see what you're wearing, but it looks like a loose sort of collar or yoke around your neck. Yeah, it's kind of like you can even wear it on your head if you want to look like Jordy from, from Star Trek, or you can wear it around your neck. Now, Jonah, do you have to wear it all the time? Um, I wear it when I need it. Like so, this morning, um, I would, I was, I had a focus signal on, yeah, which is kind of it's a, a blend of nicotine and caffeine. Yeah, um, so that's why I'm a little, I'm a little amped up. Um, yeah. but but it helps me instead of having uh, a cup of coffee, especially in the afternoon when I need to focus. Um, we we have customers who, um who kind of split into three different groups. About 60% of people who use happy use it for sleep, including, uh, I think we're in eight pro sports locker rooms now. We, okay. We've got a, a, a guy who just won the World Series last year, uh, NFL, NHL. I mean, these guys are all looking for um, uh, an edge. Sleep is their biggest issue, and they don't want to be popping pills. Um, so sleep is number one. Number, number two is focus. Um, so anxiety and all that kind of stuff in, yeah. So in the evening, like I have a hard time finding this device because my kids are using it to study. 
So instead of wow. Ritalin, Adderall, you're right on the money. Wow. Or Red Bull, they're, they're using this. And then at night, it's for sleep. You can either use it to fall asleep um, or to stay asleep, which is what I use it for. I'll, I'll tell you, we do a lot of work now with U.S. military vets, a lot of work with military vets. And it's extremely rewarding. But it for me, it's also been a journey of discovery because I really had no clue what veterans come back with in terms of both emotional and physical baggage and how difficult the journey for a veteran who's seen active duty is to reintegrate into society. I really, I had no clue. I mean, I've seen the movies, I've watched videos, I've seen documentaries. But until you see and speak not only to the vets, but to their families, um, you can only start to get an appreciation for how difficult that transition can be. And part of the big issue that they face just as part of society, and by the way, there are 19 million retired vets in the United States, um, part of the problem for them is when they go seeking help for those who do. Oftentimes, what they're faced with is a series of choices that are just as debilitating. Narcotics, alcohol, uh, opioids. It's really, really bad. And so this is the alternative. Like, you don't need to put all that garbage in your body to feel relaxed. You don't need to get strung out on painkillers. Yona. What if I have a question for you? Because yeah. you know that also, and being a former athlete, my son, a former NCAA hockey player, I've seen all these things. And um, what about the ones that don't, like the actual medications don't work either? So, for example, a guy takes a sleeping pill at night, but they don't work. Right. Um, is this, is that because you're emulating certain drugs or certain moods, um, will they not, will they work if even the medications you no, take don't yeah, look, work? You're a hundred percent, you're hundred <laughs> percent right there, Grant. Look, at the end of the day, we're only as effective as the, the normal therapeutic would, would be on you. Gotcha. Um, it, what it, what it really helped. Look, I have a guy who works for me and I'm not telling tales out of school, but he's a former pro athlete and mm-hmm. he runs, uh, our business development, um, division. He told me that he finished his career, his athletic career, and he was so amped up on Adderall just to get ready for the day. It wasn't opioids around around the body. He said, we were all juicing to get ready for the game, to get into the mental frame of mind. He says, if if you ever wondered why, look, I'm not casting aspersions here, like pro tennis players are are, are, are breaking rackets and, and smashing balls at, 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 at umpires and throwing fits because they're out of their minds, juiced on stuff that's going to help them be Competitive edge. Competitive edge. Right. And so they'll go for anything that they can. And so what he told me is before he found happy, just to get out of bed in the day and to function, he was on 15 milligrams. And I don't know if anybody knows what that is. That's a lot. milligrams of Adderall every day. Oh, I know day. it. Yeah. So can you imagine what baseline looks like for a guy like that? 
And it's very common. And so for him, what he said to me is, I was up on my subscription and I was desperate. So I gave your product a try and I'm off pills. Hmm. I can just play a focus signal, which is basically watered down nicotine. And I can get through the day and I don't have the negative side effects of all that garbage coursing through my veins. I'm, I'm so convinced that um, we're on a journey to, I, I don't know any other way to say it, but say it, but save lives and make people's lives better because there is a better way, right? Okay. So my, what a, what a, you can't ask for a better future to work on. Okay. It's my, extremely gratifying. Sorry, Alan. My, my routine in the morning is a cup of coffee yep. and an L-theanine capsule, which is uh, an enzyme that helps with focus. Yep. So uh, I get one of your yolks. I put it around my neck or wherever. Yep. yep. And I get the same effect even or and even more. Are you downloading an application, Yona? Um, so basically, this is a device. I mean, yeah, the, you have a device. Around, yeah, what we call we call it the neck band. It's like version one. Think of this as like the <laughs> the, the first cell phone. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because it is kind of big. It's kind of wonky. It's version one. Hey, it if it works, it I don't care. Make, I'm not going to make excuses for it because you know what? It's effective. Um, but, you know, we we showed at CS this year. We were there. We showed a, a mattress topper. You can get this built into your bed. Oh. Uh, we showed a sleep mask. We're working on a headset. Good for um, you. We're working on all kinds of other types of built-in applications. Like, this will ultimately be built into your but, car. But, you Back to how you choose. So I get this unit. I, yep. I, I, I want to, I know I go online to your site, I register all that stuff and I want two applications. Yep. Are they downloaded or are they come preloaded? How do you do it? So when, when you, when you buy it, um, you get 30 days, what we call all access. So there's 25 different blends. Um, wow. There's a bunch of focus blends. They're blends for relaxation and sleep. And, um, and, and then there's a bunch of, um, things around, around personal performance and you, you can, you can set a timer and you can choose, oh, I want to do two, three hours of work. I'm going to choose a focus blend and you will feel the effects and you want to play something else at night. You want to go out with friends. Um, you know, my son's a singer songwriter in LA. Uh, you know, we were out at Nobu three weeks ago. And again, not telling tales out of school here, but you know, he has a um, physiological reaction to THC, which is not that uncommon. And it it affects his digestive system. That's my wife. Yes. Okay. So, and, and it's, it's a, it's a medical condition. And so he played a THC blend. Um, So he got, what he needed from a calming and relaxation perspective um, without any of the negative side effects. And by the way, without the garbage of vaping uh, or, or putting stuff in your body, I'm going to tell you, I want to share one piece of data. We've done a lot of analysis on the effects that various happy signals have on users. Cause we've got over 6,000 people who bought the product. You know, and we're not even commercializing it really that much yet. And 
one of the interesting things that we were looking for was, hey, if you play the sleep signal, do you sleep better? Well, because that was an easy one, right? Uh, the answer is yes. So we got a bunch of users to give us their aura ring and their whoop data. And we yeah, were able to correlate that when you play the sleep signal, your REM score goes like through the roof and your sleep score goes through the roof. So it definitively does work. What we were surprised to see, and Alan, this is to, to your point, for people who use the caffeine signal during the day, they sleep better at night, even if they don't use a sleep signal. So why would that be? And the answer is, when you take a cup of coffee, I know this for me, if I have a cup of coffee after three, three o'clock in the afternoon, or even if I have a, like a, a, a Diet Coke that's caffeinated at dinner, <laughs> I'm done. I can't sleep at night. Because caffeine metabolizes in your system over an indefinite period of time. It's not like, yeah, you get your... Can't turn it off. <laughs> you can't turn it off. You can't turn it off, right? It's like soldiers who get this stuff in their bodies that the army gives them to keep them awake all night when they're on sentry duty. You can't turn that shit off. Like, you're going to have the jitters. You won't sleep at night. It has a long-term effect. What we found is people who have replaced caffeine that is metabolized, coffee in their system with a signal that where the effect is only felt as long as you're playing the signal because you're only you're only stimulating the, the your system for that period of time. Those people sleep better too. Now, one question for you. I got this one. Can you can you become addicted? Well, <laughs> could you well, become I, addicted I think, to caffeine? I think there's a difference between um, a chemical dependency. Okay. Right? And Mm, I don't know. Could this be habit forming? Well, I certainly hope so. Gotcha. Right. But is it, is it, is it a chemical addiction like a nicotine or something else that is putting in your body where you get cravings? We haven't seen it. And we've got 15 years of studies on that. We also haven't seen any negative side effects. We've done both human and, 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 and tons of animal studies. So I'm not saying this thing is um, the panacea, but it's as close as anything I've ever seen. Okay. On a related topic, can you overdose? Um, Jeez, good question. That's a really good question. We've never seen any um, any sign of that. The closest thing I've ever seen, and we've had some reports, but very, very few, is where people say... Um, because people have different sensitivities, right? Like I take a half a Tylenol and I'm done. I know some people need to take three to get the same effect, right? So everybody has, a, you look, your body's different and your sensitivity to certain things is going to be different. Um, we have some people who are very sensitive who said, I got, I got a headache, right? I, I played uh, a focus thing and I, I got a headache. It's it's rare, but I think that's as bad as we've seen. It could happen, sure. All right. Wow. And, and final question for me: What is the range of this? Is it a very short range, or it's a very it's a great that is an absolute great question. So the way the technology works is it creates um, a super 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 low energy. When I say super low energy, it's about twenty thousand times less powerful than what's coming off of a cell phone. Super low energy magnetic wave. Okay, like think of it as a cone. Uh, 
it, it it's a between uh, eight and twelve inches. Okay. That that's why this thing is circular. So it's basically creating a cone. Interesting fact: like um, my wife had shoulder pain last week. She took this off. She put it on her shoulder, and she played a CBD signal, and the pain was gone. No. In okay. Minutes. Unbelievable. I was going to ask you: Can you relieve pain? That is unbelievable. I'm I I'm not in a position to make a a medical claim. I'm just yeah. I'm just sharing the story. Yeah, yeah. I could tell you that um, a colleague of mine had knee surgery and used it for pain. I know a lot of people who use it for for let's just say comfort. I'll, I'll use the word comfort. That's a better. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but there there are a lot of if if people are looking for an alternative that is non-invasive, non-chemical, non-dependent, um, I, I would, you know, we what we've tried to do is set this up so people uh, feel comfortable take uh, trying it out. We we give people um, a, a full year to try it out. We have a 365 day satisfaction guarantee, and the reason we did that. I mean, it's, you know, from a business point of view, probably the dumbest thing ever. But from a customer point of view, my message to to people who don't believe it, who are skeptical like I was, is you got nothing to lose. Try it. If it works for you, amazing. We get about 11% of them back because people, and the number one reason, it didn't work for me. But then again, look, some sleeping pills don't work for some people, right? Um, So it's okay. It's fine. Like, THC doesn't work for some people. It's okay. I don't want people's money if it's not working for them. We want, you know, we want to be a product and a service that that helps people where where we're useful. And so we're that's how we're trying to build the company. Okay. How much and where can they where can people try this thing out? Happy.com, H A P B E E dot com is where you buy it. Um and it it retails for three ninety nine, and um, then there's a subscription if people want all access. If you don't want all access and you just want to choose two blends, like two sleep blends or two focus blends, then it doesn't cost you anything, and you just you buy the product and you're good to go. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in, Alan. I'm in. I'm thinking how all my staff could have it. Um, and um, I go one step further. I think we are Smart City blog, the number one. And I think this is what I like to see is ability to um, see where we're going in the future. And uh, part of the Smart City is how we're going to handle people in the health world and where it's going to go. And Alan, I think this is simply crazy good. I can't wait to check. I can't wait. I, I want to try. I'm in. I, I'm in. Okay. Well, um, I'm in Toronto next week. I'm going to bring you guys a couple of demo units. Oh, I'm, I'm really keen I'm to in. hear your, your feedback. Well, we'll do okay. a follow-up, Alan. We'll yes. do a follow-up. Okay. We have to. Okay. We do this sometimes. And this, this is, this is something, I don't know. I would see my whole company going through it. I just think, I know I'm not doing it for them to be better company only. But to be better people, Grant, we we did a we did a you're you're familiar as I am with the world of raising capital. Yep, we we raised a round at the end of last year. We did a private, and the guy who led the round, 
who's based in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Um, he led the round because he's personally bought 300 devices. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> he, he bought one for everyone of his staff. And then um, it's his go-to gift for everybody. He says it's the most thoughtful and most appreciated gift I've ever given anybody in their lives. Wow. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm changing a life. Okay, yep. we got we got we got a three person focus group here. Uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Me, Grant, technical producer Rob. We can't wait to try these things out. I'm I'm in. And let's do a follow up in a little while. And I'll. I mean, I the focus thing is a big deal for me, and and the sleep thing is a big deal for me. And my wife, who cannot manage, she gets up three times a night. Her sleep is interrupted. So, Alan, I'm going to bring four because I'm going to bring one because I promise you, your your wife will steal yours because that's why <laughs> I had to get a second one. Okay. Um, and and um, at, for night, I'll tell you what I do. My little hack because I can't imagine wearing this at night. I I put the the relaxation blend on about a half hour before I go to bed, and then I I set the timer for four hours and I put it on deep sleep and I put it under my pillow because it'll go through the pillow. Right. Unbelievable. Jonah, just so you know, I will wear mine everywhere. <laughs> well, I'm I, the guy that walks through downtown village of Oakland. Oh, there's crazy Grant. I will wear it everywhere. God bless you, man. I love it. I mean, I'm well, We're going to put an affiliate code on yours, Grant. I'm pumped, okay? And I just, you know, I got back from LA last night and I visited the number one trainer in the world who trained uh, Sidney Crosby, all the pro athletes, and he's at he's at uh, he's at um, Golds in in um, Venice. Right. He will want to see this. I'm just telling you that uh, I'll wear it everywhere, Alan. That's my new next thing, along with my Google glasses okay. and everything else. So fantastic. Right. Let's stop there, and we will <laughs> pick it up in a few okay. weeks. That was fun. I enjoyed that one, Alan. <laughs> and let's see where we go with this thing. Yona, this is great. I'm pumped. And that's it for this edition of the Smart City Podcast. We'll be back soon with more discussions with smart people about smart buildings, communities, cities, and maybe tech that helps make you sleep. We will get Yona back. We'll tell him what happened with our test runs. If you have any questions or comments, send them to feedback at thesmartcity.blog and check out the website, thesmartcity.blog as well. The Smart City Podcast brought to you by Locomobi World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless solutions. Executive producer is Grant Furlane. Technical Productions by Rob Johnston. Executive Assistant is Andrea Crawford. I'm Alan Cross, and we'll see you next time. Hold up. 